Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari, still here in the VEASAN studio at the South Point Sportsbook with Wes Reynolds joining me on the desk as well. Huge thanks uh, to Chris Andrews for joining us in the last hour. Uh, and also Danny Burke just joined us as well, so thanks to them. But coming up this hour, uh, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm in just a few short minutes. We'll have Teddy Greenstein and Mark Kestisher from ESPN, who is on the call tonight for the game. Uh, but first, let's talk about the Stanley Cup finals right now, Wes. I mean, Lightning, Canadians, the Lightning seem like the obvious favorite to win here. How many games do you think we're going to see at this point based on what we've seen through game two? I do think Montreal gets one. I don't think we get Mm -hmm. a sweep here. I think it is going to be five games. Unfortunately for Montreal, they are not going to get that uh, capacity. The Canadians club did request 10,500, but it's only going to be 3,500 in the Bell Center. So when you watch that game tomorrow night, you're going to have more people outside the Bell Center (laughs) than you're going to have inside the bell center so obviously the home ice advantage not as pronounced necessarily with such a smaller crowd not certainly what we've seen with near pack capacity like we've seen at tampa bay and now they have a two nothing lead if you look at the metrics of this series if you kind of look at expected goal share if you look at the high danger chances it really doesn't seem like this is a dominant series for Tampa Bay, but nevertheless, up three to one. I thought Montreal actually, what really kind of killed them last night was they had outplayed Tampa Bay in that second period, and they had worked their butts off to go ahead and get a tie. They got that that goal on the power play from Suzuki. That Suzuki, Toffoli, and... Uh, and Cole Caulfield line was a lot better in game two than it was in game one. When we were talking with Dan Rosen of NHL.com the other day, he's like, that line's got to play better. And they certainly did. And it's like, man, they're flying around. They kind of look like they did against the Golden Knights. It gave VGK so much trouble in that series, that second line. But Tampa Bay, just a little bit too much firepower. And uh, look, they kept Tampa Bay out of the box, uh, you know, didn't take any penalties. But Montreal, I think, just got overwhelmed a little bit late. Carey Price kind of gave a soft goal to put it out of reach and make it three to one but now they are coming back home I know the atmosphere is not going to be the raucous one that we expect in the Bell Center but probably it's going to be a little bit similar in terms of what I play I'm not doing anything with the series really because I think 
it's Tampa Bay is likely to repeat as Stanley Cup champions at this point. Maybe you could go exact score four one lightning, but that's only two a to two one to there. one right now. That is kind of dipped from what we saw obviously before last night's result. So what I'm gonna be looking to doing more than likely is like Montreal being down two oh, they know they're up against it. They have to get aggressive and you know, maybe take a little bit more chances and really come out with some energy. So what I would be looking for, at least in game three tomorrow night. I kind of like the Montreal Canadiens in the first period. And basically, you always see a little bit lesser of a price in the first period for the first 20 minutes than you see for the full 60 minutes of the game. But you're seeing some 110 out there in the market. William Hill, Caesars, Stations, I believe the Westgate out here in Las Vegas. Also, some offshores and some faraway places going to have about 110. And I think that that's a fair price because... I do think the lightning, the power, the, the, just the depth in terms of the forwards and the amount of guys that can score on this team, Montreal, I thought played a really good game last night, but it was kind of like once they got that goal, it was at the end of the second period. I think I forget who scored it, but it was like 0.3 seconds on the clock, a diving attempt got by Carey price. And it's like, they worked so hard to get back in the game. And it's like you could just see it took the wind out of their sails because when you're Montreal and you don't score and you have to win on defense and goaltending, your margin of error is paper thin. And that's exactly what it was. And they gave up that goal at the end of the second period. And you're kind of like, okay, this is probably going to be a wrap here because Montreal just isn't scoring enough goals so far. I think they were like 11 and 0, and they still haven't scored two goals in a game this series when they scored two or more. So Carey Price hadn't exactly needed a lot of run support, but when you can only score one and you've got this potent of an offense in Tampa Bay, you're really up against it. I think that we saw that the juice or the juice is a little bit on the over for that game as well. Do you think, like you said, the Canadians in game three are going to have to come out firing? And so maybe we'll actually see an over hit there because things definitely tightened up in game two. We very well could. And it's five and it's basically small juice to the over like minus 115. I think I see a minus 120 at Caesars and William Hill. And that's about the high watermark in the market. But I do think Montreal's got to do something. So I would expect at least for that first 20 minutes being back at home, it's kind of a matter of pride because they know they're up against it to win the series they surely don't want to think they're out of it but they know they're up against it so they got to come out aggressive that first 20 minutes sounds like a goal in the first 10 minutes bet to me maybe we'll talk more about the stanley cup and more right here on my guys in the desert Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Avari again here with Wes Reynolds at the VSIN studio inside the South Point Sportsbook. We'll head over to the Circus studio in just a couple minutes here. Uh, again, thanks to Chris Andrews for joining us, Danny Burke in the last hour, Derek Stevens and Mike Palm coming on momentarily. And also this hour, we'll have Teddy Greenstein, senior editor from PointsBet, and Mark Kestisher from ESPN Radio, NBA play-by-play -play on the call for tonight's Bucks and Hawks game. So look forward to that this hour. But without further ado, let's bring on Derek Stevens and Mike Palm down at the Circus Studio. Guys, how are we doing today? Terrific. How are you today? Uh, well, I'm doing better than Giannis and better than Trey Young, certainly. Both of those injuries obviously impacting this line a lot. How has the money and the handle been affected by those injuries? Well, I think isn't there a, a, a little bit of thought here that uh, Giannis is uh, potentially uh, not out for uh, all that long? Is that correct? It, 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 the result I've seen so far, he was doubtful for tonight. It looks like he is not going to play. I don't think he's out for the duration. I haven't seen that confirmed what or not. But according to the market, it's basically sat at three all afternoon. So doesn't look like he is going to play. They have not released a starting lineup officially. So we sit and wait on social media for the Woj or the Shams bomb or whoever is going to break the NBA news. It's usually one of those two guys <laughs> that are going to say who is going to do this. Trey Young still listed as questionable. Uh, Capella and Bogdanovich are upgraded to probable, so they are going to play tonight. So, yeah, this has been a really tough one to bet. I mean, the uh, the uh, sitcom uh, Last Man Standing just got uh, <laughs> concluded their nine-season run on Fox, and really the NBA Finals right now is Last Man Standing, and that looks to be the Phoenix Suns right now. Yeah, the, the, the big impact to us is that with these type of injuries, what it really does is it holds down handle. So handle's way off. Uh, at this point now we got a little bit of time before tip off but uh, but until there's a little more information everybody's really really holding off I mean obviously I think 
I think by the time tip-off goes, you might see a line move, particularly if something unexpected happens. But, yeah, we've been sitting at three, and the reality is we've had we've had two-way action, and and it's not been a whole a whole lot of action. Now, now obviously today's not going to be the, the, the biggest day. That's the key game, but we just haven't seen the handle that you would normally see if you knew who was going to be playing. Fellas, uh, we had Chris Andrews at the top of the last hour here, of course, the racing sports director right here at the South Point, and he mentioned that a group in March basically came around, late March, early April, came around town and bet a lot of Atlanta Hawks futures, and he felt it was pretty much, he talked to some other bookmakers, and they said, okay, I think it's around town. Were you one of those books that were hit on Atlanta? (laughs) We certainly were, but the good news is we were hit on Atlanta for the – NBA championship, not for the Eastern Conference. So we, we're kind of in a situation for Derek here where he can, uh, he can pull for the Hawks here because it's a great result in the East for us. We, oh. we, right? But then you have the liability to lose seven figures if they would happen to beat the Suns in the finals. Or you could pull for the Bucks to win the East, and we only win a ham sandwich on the East, but we lock up uh, – Decent six-figure winners on either way in the NBA championship. Yeah, it's pretty amazing how uh, how how we had different results in the in the in the um, Eastern and Western Conference championships. Really, completely opposite of what we what we needed in the uh, NBA championship. So you're right, Mike. We we uh, we got hammered pretty good for Atlanta to win the NBA championship, but uh, we did not see that action for the conference. At this point, the Hawks your biggest liability. Oh yeah, by by a, by a long shot. I mean, it's a seven seven uh, seven digit uh, uh, number we'd pay out if the Hawks win the whole thing, and that'd be the biggest liability we've we've ever had. I mean, uh, when you think about what, how Jeff Davis and Chris Bennett and Matt Metcalf have been able to uh, re- really get a decent amount of pool action, but we've never been able to get enough action to offset what came in on the Hawks uh, when when that group was in town. Fellas, uh, turning to the Stanley Cup Finals, and we were talking about that here in the open before you guys came on. Tampa Bay now going to the Bell Center, up 2 nothing, well in command of the series, try to win back-to-back Stanley Cups. So, uh, when you look, when Vegas Golden Knights get eliminated, it's obviously you know bad for morale just from a, uh, a resident perspective. Obviously, we want the home team to succeed, but we know there's always future liability on the Golden Knights, but it's kind of a double-edged sword in that the handle goes down on the next series without the Vegas Golden Knights. How much, if any, has handle dropped for you on the NHL? I mean, last night's game, I was shocked when we looked at when I looked at the numbers. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it dropped off precipitously. I mean, I think we were down about two-thirds of what, what we would have expected if uh, if, if uh, the Golden Knights would have been in the game. Mike, how did you evaluate it? Yeah, it's it's over 50% drop in handle, Wes. Obviously good for the future book. These were the two teams, if we're just looking at it from that perspective. We did not want a Knights-Islanders final because we got buried either way. This, this final with the Canadians and the Lightning, we make out great either way in the future pool. But, of course... We're not going to win much on the games because there's not much action. And it hurts our food and beverage revenue and our sportsbook seating revenue and all the other things when you get a couple thousand people come out to the casino to watch the games. So, Mike, put your handicapper hat on. Do you think Montreal can avoid the sweep in this series? Because if you look at the numbers, they really haven't seen as widespread as the final score indicated. But, obviously, they played a great second period until .3 seconds left on the clock, and they gave up that goal. And you can kind of see the win were out of the Montreal Canadiens' uh, sales last night. Do you think Montreal can at least get one game in this series? Well, of course they can, but will they? Uh you know, you make a good point, Wes. For the first 40 minutes of that game, Montreal was the better team. Now, they only scored on the power play. Stupid penalty by Tampa Bay. That's what got them their goal. But they were outplaying the Lightning until that back-breaking goal with .3 seconds left. I don't know. I just, I mean, I thought Andy McNeil was right before this series. The way to bet this was to bet the sweep and bet a five-game series in favor of Tampa Bay. I think that's, I'd love to be sitting on that because they could get a game at home in Montreal. I mean, they could, but I mean, this lightning team is so good. They just don't give up goals and they've been even stingier on the road than they've been at home. And, and, you know, the Canadians only got one goal each game. So it's an uphill climb for them. This Tampa big team is just so good when fully healthy. I mean, think about 17, 18, they lose in the conference finals to the eventual champion capitals who beat our Knights in the finals. Then the next year they set the record for points with 128 and have the shocking first round get swept by Columbus. They come back and win it in the bubble last year. They're up 2 nothing. Looks like they're going to win it this year. Two years prior to 17, remember they lost in the finals to the Blackhawks. I mean, 
for seven years, you could argue this team has had as good a stretch as, as any team uh, in the National Hockey League outside of those, those uh, you know, dynasties in, in Montreal and, you know, on the Islanders uh, in the early 80s there. But this team has been very good, and I don't know. I mean, don't you make them the favorite next year again, too? I would. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. If they do win this year, do you think they three-peat next year? I mean, the last NHL team to win two or more Stanley Cups were the Islanders in 79 through 83. Yeah, we look at who's their main combat. Carolina really improved this year. I like what Brad Brendamore's doing there. He's got to decide on a goalie. I thought Morazic should have been their choice in that series um, more than Nedeljkovic. So, you know, Quinville will continue to bro- build that program uh, at Florida. But look at the West. You've got the Knights who, you know, Mark andre Fleury's at the end of a career. Uh, the Knights have some issues with just getting guys in front of the net and, and scoring here. So I, Colorado, all that talent, and I don't know, there's something missing there in the genetics. They're not able to come through in the big spot so far. So, I mean, the team that's been there and done that is the Tampa Bay Lightning. I, I, I make them the favorite, and whatever that number is, you know, it'll be, it'll be more than it should be out here because of all the people that will bet the Knights to win it again. But whatever that number is preseason, 7-1, to 8-1, to 9-1, to one, I think it's worth a bet. Well, we take a look to here at uh, some MLB things going on, like these crazy amount of home runs we're seeing. So taking a look at the home run race, Otani in the lead here with 28 homers. Guerrero Jr. has 26. Schwarber has 25. Tatis Jr. 25. And another junior, Acuna Jr. has 21. What do you think of the race so far? Well, I think it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I think this has been uh, this has been good. At least we're seeing some home runs because it's, it's getting tiring to see all these uh, walks and strikeouts. <laughs> You know who who's the favorite? You know, I, I um when you when you when you take these five guys, who is the favorite? Is it Otani? I don't know. I would say yeah, would certainly not be the favorite. Um, you know, Vladdy maybe. Will Tatis get hot? Could be. But at the end of the day, it, there's an element where you, you got to take a look at the top ten, and they're all pretty equally favored because it's so much of this is going to get come down to an injury or potentially a suspension or something like that. Um, if I had to take if I had to take a shot on somebody, it, it would probably be out of, out of the five five fellas you listed. I'd probably go Tatis. I disagree with you, and I'll tell you why. Because Tatis plays in the NL West, which are pitchers' parks. When you think about San Francisco, Chavez, Ravine, and Petco, plus you have to know that his hitting will probably be affected by him being the worst shortstop in baseball. Why doesn't Jace Tingler move him to second base? And let him hit more and let Kim play short. Kim is an ex. They're playing Kim half the games anyhow. Yeah. Put Kim at your, or put Machado back to shortstop and, and put Tatis at third. I don't disagree with you on the shortstop component. We were talking about it yesterday. I mean, at some point, there is no way he could be an MVP based upon his defensive play. Uh, Otani, you lose his bat when he pitches every fifth day. So, that mm-hmm. you know, that's not good for it. Um, I think Vlade, if I had a bet on somebody right now, maybe Vlade. Schwarber obviously has been hot, and he hits the top of the lineup, so he gets more at-bats than anybody. But I think if there's anybody in the top five, if I was going to make a bet, I'd probably take Vladi, especially in the AL East. He's got some shots for some cheap home runs in those parks. He's gotten lucky a little bit with uh, playing in uh, playing in Florida, <laughs> in the, playing in Buffalo. In, in I guess these what, AAA parks. <laughs> yeah, let's see what happens if they do get back to Toronto, how that's going to play out. The Yankees certainly sh- could have used my IU brethren, Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> there on that short right field porch, but Brian Cashman not able to get that done. And speaking of the Yankees, they had that game last night. They blew it to the Angels. They were up seven. To one Angels rock a roll to Stratman in the ninth, and uh, Otani gets away with that bad start where he got chased in the first inning. Do you think he's still, I think, live? I mean, you don't want to overreact to one game, but in terms of MVP, you still think he's the favorite. It wasn't a good night for tickets on Otani for MVP because of the because of the start. I don't know how, how much durability is he going to have. How do you man? It's so tough to manage a guy that's. That's your leading hitter, and then he's also your best starting pitcher. I mean, look what they have. They've never had any pitching. He's been their best starter. He had a rough outing last night. He got, you know, runners on and got behind in every count. He didn't have, he didn't have control. But, yeah, uh, I mean, if, if the season ended today, I don't know how you don't, you don't pick him. But like Derek says, how are they going to use him down the road? Is there going to be an injury at some point? Do you burn the kid out pitching him and hitting him and playing every day? Um, I don't know. But right now he'd get my vote. Well, I want to make sure. Well, yeah, Derek answers this first of all. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think that when you, Derek wants the Miguel Cabrera, he's on the. No, 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 no. But I'll tell you what, this guy gets a lot of benefit with the park he's playing in. But I'll tell you what, uh, 
Boy, Castellanos can play. I, I, I just think that by the time you take a look at July and August and you see how Castellanos usually gets hot in the summer and the way he plays, the, the way he's hitting the ball is pretty pretty interesting. But I uh, I, I I think I'd go with some, something more down down that path. I do also think that uh, – He's also in the National League. Yeah. We were talking about the American League MVP. You, ta- you said we're talking, about we're talking about Otani. You're talking about the overall home run title. No, we were on MVP now, Derek. Yeah, I, I know you're a busy guy, but please, please try to trying, concentrate I'm on about, the subject. I'm, I'm worried about Christmas Day if we're going to hold back <laughs> Tennessee because of Survivor. <laughs> well, you bring that up. I want to make sure we have time to ask you guys about the Circa football contest. What is the update? How are signups looking? Well, Daniel, we're struggling. We're uh-huh. in deep trouble here. We're uh, we we had a pretty good day today, though. I I can tell you, we're. Uh, we're at about uh, 400 and, uh, 470 entries. Or more now. We're at 490. 490. Yeah. Yeah, we had, we had a nice full house that showed up yeah. here. Um, the Circus Sports Millions is is really dominating the survivors. So survivors where we have the $6 million guarantee. So uh, we're, uh, we're, we're, we got a pretty good sweat going right now. Well, last year, what did we have? 10? We were closed up till June 4th, and we had the drive through at the Golden Gate. So we're, you know, we're 480 ahead of where we were last year. We're going to have to get a commercial going, Mike, and get this thing rolling this, because we're in trouble. <laughs> My dad would say Derek's crying with a full loaf of bread under his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Should get some signups this weekend because, of course, the Independence Day weekend, July yes. 4th. And uh, I know you guys got some things planned down at Circa, the, uh, the Rooftop Club. Are you still selling tickets for that event? Yeah, we absolutely are. Uh, yeah, Legacy Club, uh, on uh, on the fourth of July, you get the whole city's fireworks. Uh, the city's got two years worth of fireworks. They're going to shoot off at eleven o'clock on uh, Sunday night, the uh, the fourth of July, and then on uh, on Friday, Saturday night, Plaza's doing fireworks. So uh, we should have a good uh, good three nights up at Legacy Club, and uh, we should we should have uh, we should have a lot of fun. We also have on Fremont Street. You know, they've got their second of their uh, concert series, so they're doing a country a country uh, uh, event with. Uh, Craig Morgan and Clay Walker, and uh, that's free. That's on uh, that's Sunday starting at six o'clock. So we should have a ton of people out here. It should be a great, great weekend. And uh, you know, yeah, we're looking for a lot of signups. It should have a lot of fun. Country music this weekend, but I know the Downtown Rocks concert series opened last Saturday. Chevelle, so the rock crowd came down. I know you were on stage, Derek. How was the turnout for that opening show? It was great. I mean, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. A lot of people came out. Everybody was excited. Uh, that's a band that's played down on Fremont Street the last four years or so, and uh, they bring a heck of a crowd. So they were great. And uh, yeah, this year this year for Fourth uh, of July, it's going to be uh, the the Fremont Street Concert Series is going country. So we should have uh, we should have a great uh, great uh, Sunday afternoon of barbecue, country music, and fireworks late at night. That's my kind of weekend. You guys uh, appreciate you taking the time, as always, on a Thursday. Derek Stevens and Mike Palm down at the Circus Studio. Have a safe weekend this weekend, guys. Thank you. Happy Independence to both of you. Thanks, guys. Uh, Wes, have you uh, been to one of these concerts downtown before? Something I have. to look forward to? I have, and they do have a couple stages down there, 1st Street and 3rd Street, right there in the mix, right by Circa and Golden Nugget and Plaza and all the different properties. So, by the way, these concerts are absolutely free. You don't get a lot for free here in Las Vegas, That's especially true. now that everything's opening back up. But these concerts are free. They've got a great lineup all summer. Plain White Tees is going to be down there. Dawkins is going to be down there. Tonic, Sister Hazel, Three Doors Down. A lot of great concerts on Fremont Street. And lots of great guests coming up on this hour. Teddy Greenstein joins us next right here on My Guys in the Desert. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. 
Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need. Danielle Avari back here on My Guys in the Desert, ready to bring in our senior editor from PointsBet, Teddy Greenstein. Teddy, thanks so much for joining us today. I understand you have some large action going on with the White Sox? Yeah, I was going to say I'm doing pretty well, Danielle, um, <laughs> but not as well as the Illinois client who opted to points bet the White Sox today. So he did this. uh, The Sox line was 0.75, and he bet $1,000 a run. So stay with me here. The White Sox won the game 8-5, to so they won by three runs. So he wins $2,250. Pretty tidy. Yeah, not too shabby. That's uh, the benefit of being able to do that points betting, which I think is a whole innovation on this whole sports betting that people have to get used to or have to learn. And so it goes to show that it can pay. Uh, Let's talk about the Hawks-Bucks game five tonight, NBA playoffs action. What's the weight of the money? What are the series odds looking like for you guys? Yeah, it's kind of amazing to me that uh, the Giannis news uh, has not really affected betters in the way that most people would have thought. Obviously, you've been talking about this on your show, but you know, the line started with the Bucks minus 1.5, and it has risen to minus three with 78% of the money uh, at points bet being bet on the Bucks. So interesting situation there. Uh, before I forget, let me mention a very interesting boost we have for tonight. So Chris Middleton to score 25 or more points in a Bucks victory 
And this is an interesting one. I feel like if you're going to bet the Bucks on the money line, this is a play you know you you really should strongly consider. Except for the fact that Chris is so erratic. I mean, as you saw, Game Four scored only 16 points, 0 of seven from three. Game three, 38 points, six of nine from three. So, um, you know, without Giannis, you felt like if the Bucs were going to win, they are going to need Chris Middleton to come through big time. Uh, they can't win without him. That has been boosted from plus 154 to plus 180. And, you know, when we talk about the current odds to win the NBA title, the Suns, this is the amazing one. The Suns are minus 230. They started the season at 50 to one. So if you held that, if you held that Suns ticket, either entering the season or entering the playoffs, you are a brilliant better. Yeah, and you're in really good shape right now because they are the odds-on favorite. Uh, I like that boost on Middleton. He is going to have to contribute a lot more for the Bucks without Giannis out there, obviously. Do you have any boost going on in the MLB side of things? Yeah, we have a fun one. Uh, I'm sure our New Jersey uh, clients are going to be all over this one. Jacob deGrom to strike out 10 or more Atlanta Braves, and that is boosted to plus 130. Um, you know, it's really just a question of how long he lasts in the game because the the Grom is averaging 14 strikeouts for nine innings. So if he's able to go seven plus, uh, you figure 10 is going to be uh, fairly easy for him to achieve. I want to make sure we get to everything. We have such a short block with you, but uh, we also have golf going on right now, a smaller tournament, the Rocket Mortgage uh, and Bryson DeChambeau and Davis Thompson. I have to imagine the odds have shifted a little bit here. Yeah, that's right. Bryson was plus 750 to start. He just got back to even, so he is plus 1,200 with us. Davis Thompson was 300 to one, and now he's 14 to one. And the, the one, Danielle, the ones I'm paying close attention to are the Page name of bet and the Teddy name of bet. If I can speak of myself in the third person, the Page name of bet calls for uh, any golfer in the field to shoot 68 or better for all four rounds, as Bryson did last year when he won the tournament at plus 175. And my name of bet is looking good so far. Phil Mickelson and Bubba Watson to make the cut. All they have to do is make the cut plus 200, two to one on your money. I was actually shocked with the generous pricing there. And so far, Bubba shot 68, tied for 14th. Phil shot 69, tied for 23rd. So unless those guys collapse, as Bubba did last weekend on Sunday, that one's looking pretty good. What is it about Phil that people just can't stay away from him? Is that just sentimental bets that you get there? I mean, I think just also social media, like he's so clever. I don't know if you saw the other day, he removed the eight iron from Bryson's bag and was kind of like rubbing it on his leg. Uh, he was certainly having some fun with that one. Obviously, the talk of the golf world today is that Bryson and his caddy have split at least temporarily. So Brooks Kepka, of course, he's never going to miss an opportunity to tweak Bryson. So he had a social media post today talking about his tight relationship with his caddy. Yes, uh, Brooks can't help but stay away. But I think that this is exactly what golf needs. They need this rivalry, right? Everyone wants to see it. 100%. You know, there was a moment last week where I think people were starting to kind of roll their eyes. Brooks had a long explanation for how it started that didn't make a lot of sense to people. But today was perfect use of social media to tweet his, uh, his rivalry. Just in these last couple of seconds here, uh, what's your highest uh, liability here for this tournament? We took a lot on Bryson, Jason Kokrak, and Matthew Wolf, but the highest liability, Joaquin Neiman, coming in at uh, plus 2,000. That's a, a big favorite of Matt. He seems to bet Joaquin Neiman on every event, so perhaps that's Thanks why. So uh, Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Teddy. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck awesome. with your bets as well. Uh, stick with us. We have best bets coming up. any part of our show or anything on the VEASAN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys in the Desert, and Lombardi Line with VEASAN Best Bets. Plus, you can download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pop. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Vari back here with Wes Reynolds.
Reynolds on My Guys in the Desert, ready to talk about our best bets. Wes, only one WNBA game going on today. Uh, so I took a look at this one. I'm not loving the line that we're seeing here. We have the Sun versus the Fever, so Connecticut at Indiana. And Connecticut, a 15, even a 15 and a half point favorite at some books. That is a large spread to have to lay. Now that said, I do think that the Sun are good enough to cover that spread, but I definitely don't want to sweat through that bet because there's no need for them to win by 16. They may well do it, though. Yeah, the Indiana Fever, by the way, I think this was last week where this came out. Uh, mm -hmm. Lauren Cox was their number one pick in 2020 out of Baylor. Obviously, a great program they have down there in Waco was third overall pick. Got waived by the Fever. Now, apparently, she is signed as a free agent with the L.A. Sparks. So... It tells you, and we often talk about it, 12 WNBA teams and the Fever are probably 13th on that list. Uh, very rough times for the Indiana Fever. Yes, definitely. But that, that said, I do think that the Sun tend to have lower scoring games. They have great defense. A Fever do struggle with scoring sometimes, even though they are definitely not short on hustle. Uh, that said, I do think that I'm going to look at the under here, 154 and a half. That is the one bet I have for that tonight. Uh, Wes, I see you have some action going on as well. I do, and we'll start with the NBA game. I didn't submit it in time, but I do like the over in this game, actually. Okay. And there it is uh, by the match. <laughs> Magic of uh, television, our crack staff here at Visa. Nice job, guys. Sorry for uh, the late notice. But Hawks Bucks over 214 and a half. You're seeing some of that and also some 215 in the market. I do think that they make up the scoring for Giannis. They can do that, maybe not for a full series, but I think they can do it for a game. What I mentioned when we were talking with Danny about those defensive numbers, they can't make up what he does on defense because the the rating with him off the floor, I think, goes up to like, I think it was 116.8 points uh, per 100 possessions at defensive rating. So that's where I think they're going to struggle. I think the scoring is going to be there. And obviously we saw this go way under the total. So betters kind of look at what they did last. I think in the overnight, actually the first number that was put out now, keep in mind, that's not allowing full limits to be bet was like 220. And now you've seen about a five, five and a half point adjustment in terms of the total. I don't think he bet this, but JVT did cover this in his daily NBA piece that you can still cop at decent.com and go ahead and read that where he kind of runs the numbers here. And I think that's a little bit of an overreaction so I like that on the total bucks also minus 140 on the money line keep in mind this could very well drop and I see it dropping just a little bit right now maybe Trey Young is going to be upgraded to probable here so you got to think okay then it might be 130 then it might be 125 but current market average is 140 on the money line right now I do like the Milwaukee Bucks I think what we've seen so far at least in recent terms in the playoffs is that teams can rally for that first game without a superstar. We saw Phoenix do it without Chris Paul when he was out the first couple of games of COVID-19 in the West finals. We saw it also with uh, the Clippers when they were without Kawhi, somebody was able to fill that gap for a game and actually two games because they went on and won the series in six, couldn't overcome it in the West finals, but like the bucks on the money line and also like the reds here, I have a better number at 120. I still think it's worth it I'd probably play it smaller because it's gotten a little bit of action today and that would be Luis Castillo and Danielle you know when we're talking baseball we often talk ERA and XFIP for these pitchers and if you look at Luis Castillo's ERA 590 or 514 398 on the XFIP so the numbers whole for the season have not been great he's three and ten also ERA north of five as I mentioned but also I mentioned the XFIP sits below four he was bad in April and May but in mid-May, he kind of started to turn it around. He kind of started to go deeper in some games. If you look at his five outings so far in the month of June, only two and two on the record, but 171 ERA. And in May, he was like 0-6, and, and I think his ERA was somewhere around eight. So he's had a little bit of bad luck. He's starting to pitch a little bit better. I still think that's what you have to do, too. You can't just look at, like, ERA next step. It's like, let's go beneath the – or let's go inside the numbers and really look at more recent form. And Castillo has been much better in the month of June than he was in April and May. On the other side, you got Ryan Weathers going at him. Three and two record, 247 ERA. Ryan Weathers, by the way, the son of David Weathers, who pitched for several years in Cincinnati. So a little bit of a homecoming for him. But he's been a little bit lucky, the left-hander for San Diego. 223 on the batting average balls in play, which we often talk about that measures a little bit of luck for a pitcher because the average starting pitcher is about right at three. Uh, 300 and right now you're seeing 223 on Ryan Weathers doesn't really strike out a lot of guys either seven batters per nine innings so 
I think I know the Reds have been a little shaky against some left-handed pitching, you know, kind of been about average, but I think they avoid the sweep tonight. It obviously has taken most of the money in the market, but I like how Castillo is pitching. Good spot there. I think Fade Weathers here. I think he's going to come back a little bit to earth, have some negative regression. So give me the Reds at Great American Ballpark tonight. About minus 120 is right now the average in the market. Wes, I want to ask you about one of the lines I saw in the MLB tonight because you know that I'm usually strictly first inning overs or unders only, but I'm taking a look at the line here for the Giants and the Diamondbacks game, and it doesn't quite look right to me. I see the Giants around minus 136 in some spots, and I'm trying to figure out why that is because of the performance or lack thereof we've seen from the Diamondbacks lately. Yeah, and and I didn't play this game because, look, uh, Arizona has obviously been bottom of the barrel. The Giants still hanging right there in the NL West and still leading the NL West. Johnny Cueto has probably been what you would call, I guess, the weakest starter in the rotation. Gaussman's been good. Desclafani has been good. Sanchez, now they're waiting to get him back from injury, but about a half run higher on the XFIP for Johnny Cueto. So I think if this price goes up a little bit more, it's probably getting out of hand. But Johnny Cueto's off to a decent start uh, with his whip. 127 walks per hits per innings pitched. And uh, Arizona, obviously very tough to count on. But this line does look a little bit fishy. So either stay away or go where the stink is and maybe take the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Merrill Kelly is on the mound for them. 4-7, 473 ERA. His fielding independent pitching is under four, though, so maybe he will have a little bit of positive regression. So I, I, I thought that this was a little fishy, and that jumped out to me, too, because it just seems so small. And you got a Diamondbacks bullpen that's not the best bullpen, but this is one I'm going to leave alone tonight. Yeah. Uh, what about the fact that they're at home? Does that factor in for you at all? They have been hitting a little bit better lately, yeah. the Diamondbacks. And I mentioned that before their game against St. Louis yesterday. And they are hitting, but the pitching just has not been there. And like I right. said, the bullpen have, has been near the bottom of the barrel of the league. So small lean if I had to. If you made me, I'd take the Diamondbacks, but I'd wait for a better price until first pitch. Well, tomorrow, going to take a look at some grades on how the teams have done, so get ready for that, Wes. But coming up next, we'll have Mark Kestisher on to talk about tonight's NBA playoff game right here on My Guys in the Desert. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my, my day. <laughs> <laughs>
Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great, too with thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a chill mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boosts, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get a $250 match bonus, the fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Danielle Alvarez and Wes Reynolds back here on My Guys in the Desert. Wes, what is the update that you're seeing for tonight's game? We do have an update, actually, before we bring Mark Kestetcher on. From ESPN, this is from Adrian Wojnarowski and also Malika Andrews. Trey Young out for tonight with that foot injury. Going to continue that rehab. Hopes to play game six on Saturday in Atlanta. And uh, we'll see if the Hawks are going to be up three to two or down to three to two. Giannis obviously has been ruled out as well. So seeing a little bit of movement in the market now that Trey Young is officially confirmed to be out. This was basically three all afternoon, even saw a couple two and a halves, but now seeing Milwaukee minus three and a half. So you are seeing a little bit of movement on the base of that Trey Young news. I did mention uh, on the money line for that game at minus 140, what we gave out in the best bet segments now starting to see minus 155 minus 160 minus 155 here at the South point on the money line. So market is reacting Trey Young officially ruled out for this evening huge update and now we get to bring in our expert to talk about it let's welcome mark kestisher from espn radio he will be on the call tonight for the hawks bucks game mark with this update what does this mean for the hawks no trey young yeah uh danielle west good to be on with you both uh yeah i was just watching uh trey young kind of lightly warm up there and you can never really you know tell without going full speed if it's going to be good or bad and i'm guessing it was uh, very similar to game three where we couldn't really see him warm up but in Atlanta. They have their own practice gym there. So uh, how interesting that we have this pivotal fifth game, a two, two, this is, you know, the pivot point of every best of seven series and neither team has its leading score and most dominant player young, also their top assist man and Giannis also uh, their top rebounder. We saw what Atlanta can do without Trey young, you know, can they match, uh, what they did, role players who played great at home, can they do that on the road? We know the Bucks have outstanding number two and, and number three guys in, in Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, though they haven't played you know, particularly well in the series. They've had moments. We know Middleton you know, led that 20-point uh, fourth quarter in the Game 3 victory. So now, And we're also waiting on Clint Capella, by the way, the center for the Atlanta Hawks, who took an elbow to the eye. You know, that could be a big uh, 
point of emphasis as well because it's a, a rookie behind him, Anyeka Okongwu, who's uh, showing great potential, but, you know, again, in a game five. So this is about as much intrigue, odd intrigue, adding now I think Giannis is the 10th all-star to miss at least a playoff game this year um, in what's been the, the growing uh, discussion of injuries and the NBA playoffs. And now we have two major stars off the floor in the crucial fifth game. Mark Kestisher of ESPN Radio is our guest, and he will have the call for tonight's Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals on ESPN Radio with John Barry. So uh, now we go back to Milwaukee, and Mark, what we kind of saw in Game 4 was, look, this looked to be the time where it's like, okay, Milwaukee's got to go for the throat here. They can go for the kill, wounded wounded animal here that's always most dangerous, but Trey Young being out of the game, and Milwaukee put up 38 points in the first half, so not exactly an awe-inspiring effort off offensively for Milwaukee. What do you expect in terms of without Giannis? We've only seen them without him for 11 games this season. And obviously the offense takes a little bit of a hit, but the defense, according to the numbers, has been substantially worse without Giannis on the floor. So do you think that Milwaukee go small here? Do you think that they still go with the big guys? Because before game four, they were scoring pretty much at will on Capella and all the guys in the post for Atlanta. Yeah, I'm fascinated to see what they do because what we saw in game four, that wasn't it, at least in the first half. You know, at full strength, you know, with Giannis on the floor, you know, they were not attacking the rim. They didn't really start to play like you would expect the Bucks to play until the third quarter when Giannis got aggressive, got downhill, got into the lane, and unfortunately ended up uh, getting injured, you know, on defense on that play. You know, there's, there's too much three-point shooting for Milwaukee. I think Brooke Lopez is an interesting guy to watch because we know he can be a post-up player. Um, he's turned himself into a good three-point shooter. But on this team, the way they have schemed it up this year and in the last couple of years to open the floor for Giannis is to have him way out on the three-point line. So, you know, we haven't really seen Brooke Lopez be a post guy. Bobby Portis, who's been an important bench player. You know, they could post him up as well. Uh, they need Bryn Forbes to actually hit some shots on the outside. You know, they need Pat Connaughton, who's been a really good rebounder, to be able to hit some shots. So I think both teams, you know, are going to look to be more post-oriented. I was surprised how successful Atlanta was, you know, without going into the post last game starting Lou Williams. He basically settled in very nicely into the Trey Young initiating the offense high pick and roll uh, team and actually did a pretty good job of replacing Trey. So it'll be fascinating to see what Milwaukee does. Uh, I think, uh, you know, defensively, you make a great point. Uh, I'm also interested to see what Coach Budenholz does for a starting lineup. Uh, you know, does he want to keep uh, Bobby Portis coming off the bench? You know, Pat Connaughton was another bench player who, you know, maybe he's another guy to get the start. They don't have a lot of depth behind those guys. And so this is, this is a tough one for Milwaukee because you do not want to lose you know, at home with Atlanta having game six and potentially Trey Young being back. And to be quite honest, you know, would, would all of us be shocked if, if we don't see Giannis again this series and maybe even beyond if they win? We just don't know the extent of that injury. So uh, there's a lot of wrinkles we don't know yet, including who the Bucks are going to throw out there in their starting lineup. Well, Mark, you mentioned Budenholzer here, so that brings up my next question. From a coaching perspective, who do you think is better equipped to handle the rest of this series from an in-game matchup and adjustment standpoint? Yeah, you know, I think right now, I think you'd go advantage Nate McMillan. They're both really good coaches who have been around a long time, uh, but does get the rap of, you know, being slow to make adjustments. You know, this is one, obviously, with Giannis out, that there's major adjustments that need to be made, so... You know, he's going to be on top of that. But Nate has done a really good job throughout this whole postseason of making changes. We saw it in the Philadelphia series. You know, we've seen it here so far in the Milwaukee series. So, you know, two veteran coaches. Uh, Nate, of course, was a great player as well in the league for many years in Seattle. was an assistant coach as well uh, before he took over uh, for Portland and Seattle and before this Indiana. Uh, so I, I probably would say I would give the edge uh, to Nate McMillan. Mark, in terms of a pace of the game tonight, obviously when you look at like an over-under, the total is going to drop when you don't have Giannis and you don't have Trey Young. Two big scores on the floor, but sometimes you can see a little bit of an overreaction in that regard. Do you expect this pace to be a little bit quicker than what we saw in game four? I do. I expect it to be quicker than any game we've seen so far. Um, I don't know if it'll actually turn out to be that way, but 
I know Atlanta wants to quicken the pace uh, against Milwaukee, you know, at full strength. That was definitely, you know, what they were hoping to do. Didn't always work out. Uh, and with the Bucks, you know, whatever their lineup adjustment is, it may be the same. You know, we may see more of Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday being drivers and uh, attacking Atlanta's defense, you know, from the outside to the inside. And I think, you know, some of that will be predicated with, you know, spacing, pacing, um, and getting that speed up. So that would be my first inclination would be to guess that we'd see a little higher pace tonight. Well, we're seeing the total bet down quite a bit. It was at 220 down to 215. I know Wes likes the over for tonight. Uh, so if we do see that quicker pace, then you could see that total going over. Uh, do you see this game going how, I mean, do you see the series rather, how many games do you see this getting to uh, based on all of the question marks here with the injuries and if Giannis is coming back or not? Yeah, I think as soon as Giannis went down, my gut feeling was we're going seven. And it feels like the home team would win all of the last three. Now, those are probably all chalk thoughts, but it just kind of makes sense when you take out a 28-point, 13-rebound score in Giannis, and you take out a 30-point and 10-assist Trey Young for Atlanta. You know, who's going to pick up the slack? And, and like we said, Lou Williams did a great job. Bogey Bogdanovich, who has struggled largely in this series, ends up hitting six three-pointers. Uh, Cam Reddish, who's hardly played because of injury, comes in and, and has a, you know hits a couple of threes and has a couple of steals as well. And I don't know if that translates to Milwaukee with or without Giannis. So you just get the feeling maybe tonight's the night Bryn Forbes, who's only shooting 31% from deep, maybe tonight's the night he opens it up a little bit. I would expect Middleton and Holiday uh, you know, to, I don't think they, they're not going to make up the 29 points between them. Maybe they will, but you know, a guy like Pat Connaughton is going to have to help out on that end as well. So just a gut feeling. I, I, I get a sense uh, there will be a game seven here on Monday night. Mark got about a minute left, but I know that you and John Barry and Doris Burke are also going to be doing the NBA finals on ESPN radio. And we've got one of those entries already spoken for that being the Phoenix suns as they advance in six over the Clippers last night. Assuming health, assuming Giannis is good to go and that Trey Young is good to go, whoever advances out of this series, what do you see in terms of early expectations for that NBA Finals, and do you think Phoenix should be the favorite over either team here in the East? Well, if we assume full health, and I don't even know if that's even a good assumption. Right. You never know. He is the Greek <laughs> freak, and he, he was freakishly unable to avoid any kind of ligament damage and would look to be a bad injury, so maybe it won't be as long of an injury as everyone else. But let's just, let's just assume health. Um, you know, I think the Bucks are the, were the team to beat before Giannis went down. That takes nothing away from Phoenix, because I love the Suns. I love uh, their youth. I love, uh, you know, Chris Paul and, and Jay Crowder, the more veteran players, and Monty Williams, who wouldn't want to play, you know, for a coach like him. I think Atlanta, if they're able to sneak out of the East here, has gained so much confidence and if Trey Young is back, I find that to be a fun series as well. But I'd say full health to Milwaukee, then Phoenix, then Atlanta. Those two my top three. Mark Kessler, thanks so much for making the time to talk to us, and good luck on the call tonight. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You bet, Mark. Thank you. Thanks to all our guests today. We had Chris Andrews, Danny Burke, Derek Stevens, and Mike Palm, Teddy Greenstein, and Mark Kessler. Thank you to Wes. He'll be back here tomorrow, as will I. Until then, good luck with your bets. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services.
Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. 